Mysterious-ish. Contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Mysterious-ish. And guess what? I'm Caitlin. I'm Erica. In case you're new here, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Everything's sorry fine. that we are really bad at introducing our own podcast and stuff. And also sorry that you can probably hear my small dog sneezing and sniffing, and then you'll be able to hear my loud, my loud dog, mm-hmm, my big dog romping around and barking so romping around super sorry about it <laughs> it's fine. erica you yes. never told me what we were talking about today what are we talking about we're gonna be talking about the lady of the dunes oh that just got solved it sure <gasps> did i'm so excited i don't actually know the details of this case i don't think i might have heard it i don't know i don't know just tell me i'm excited okay so july 26 1974 a 12 year old little girl was chasing after a barking dog the dog was barking at a decomposing body yikes can you imagine being 12 and just coming across a, a, a dead body cease to exist <laughs> I, exactly my body would take a screenshot like i'd be like bless you i'd be, I'd be like is that what i think it is Ooh, it's never a mannequin it's never a mannequin and if you see a tarp just run just, just run just run <laughs> If you see a rolled up tarp or like a bunch of trash bags, just just run. Run it's the fine. other direction and probably call the police because um yikes. It's fine. <laughs> okay, 12-year-old girl um, dog body. Yes. Okay. The body belonged to an unidentified woman in the Race Point Dunes of Provincetown, Massachusetts. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was dramatic for no reason. Um <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Dramatic for no reason. <laughs> The remains were some yards away from the road and had a lot of insect activity. Sorry, I'm touching stuff with my feet. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Erica I was really left scared. her body. Her body just took a screenshot because my feet were rubbing up against something. So sorry. <laughs> I was like, this is it. <laughs> Sounded sort of like like metal because it is metal, but like, yeah, listen. like a knife. Uh, There were two sets of footprints that led to the body. There were also tire tracks found 50 yards away from the scene. They said that she may have died two weeks prior. Oh, so she's just been out there in them dunes for a hot sec. Mm, mm, mm. And you said this was in July? Oh, yes, the insect activity. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The victim was laying face down on half of a beach blanket. There seemed to be no sign of a struggle. Police thought she either knew her killer or maybe she was asleep when she died. A blue bandana and a pair of Wrangler jeans were found under her head. 
She had long auburn red hair and it was pulled back into a ponytail by a gold flecked. Gold flecked? I don't know, like a flecked whatever. Elastic band. Yeah, maybe like gold specks. I fuck, I don't know what flecked means. Okay. Sure. And her toenails were painted pink. I have a question. Yes. What's your question? She's called the Lady of the Dunes. Is she in like is this like a beach? Because why was there a beach towel? Like, you know what I mean? Is it a the Race Point Dunes, so I mean, like, aren't dunes usually at least by water and... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's water. Look, look, okay. look, look, look. There's oh, water. Okay, there's, yeah. lots, there's lots of water. I, okay, okay, okay. Police says she was roughly 5'6 to 5'8 and weighed 145 pounds with a athletic build. She also she has... decomposed as a male reptile. <laughs> I don't ask questions. I just, oh, I just let them do what they do. Science. She also had $5,000 to $10,000 worth of dental work, and it was noted that several of her teeth had been removed. $10,000 of dental work in 1970 what? Four. That's a lot of fucking dental work. She really she really cared for her teeth, and she must have had money. I suppose. Hot damn. Hot damn. But she was missing teeth? Several of her teeth had been removed. So not like the killer removed them and took like gold crowns and took them in to be melted. What? It's gold. You know, gold crowns. You mm-hmm. take them and melt them down and get money for them. Because gold is worth money. <laughs> you never heard that? I'm not a serial killer, Kaylee. I am also not a serial <laughs> killer, Erica. Fuck. Fuck. Just incriminating myself over here. It's fine. <laughs> if I ever go missing. Do you have gold crowns? No. Then you're fine. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Anyway. Teeth were removed. Teeth were removed. Probably by dentist. Yes. One of her forearms and both of her hands were also missing. Oh, yikes. Okay, I so know. they are making some sort of effort. Unless scavengers? But why just the... Scavengers? Yeah, like aminals. Well, aminal, like vultures and shit. Okay, hands and forearm. Many sources say she was between 25 and 40. That's a big age gap. That's a big ass age gap. Like, <laughs> ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> The woman was also most, uh, almost nearly decapitated, possibly from strangulation. Yikes. One side of her head had been crushed with possibly a military-type entrenching tool. Mm-hmm. So it's what they use to dig their little trenches that they sit in when they <sighs> to protect themselves, you know? The head injury was what killed her, and there were also signs of sexual assault, likely post-mortem. Yikes. So a necrophile. <clears throat> Yikes. We don't like that. Some investigators feel her missing limbs and teeth indicated the killer wanted to hide either the victim's identity or their own. Oh. Uh So maybe they did take her teeth first. But like, that doesn't, well, maybe, well, it didn't say what all, like, happened to her teeth. So like, what if, like, she had just a few, like, left of her normal teeth, you know what I mean? And that's what he took. Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like also if she, like, if there were signs of sexual assault, then, like, semen? The woman was buried in October 1974 after the case went cold. In 2014, one of the case investigators raised money to get a new casket because the original was rusted and deteriorated. At least someone's, like, caring for her. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? All these Jane Doe's and... I liked reading that because it kind of made me feel like a little bit of faith was kind of restored in, like, police officers and, yeah. like, 
um detectives yeah and all that because it's like to me you really care for your job then that this person that you have no idea who they were but like it affected you that much that you still want to take care of them because nobody else is taking care of them. right and you wanted to spend your own money to buy this person that you never knew a casket Mm -hmm. like that's really that's really sweet yeah that's really sweet props to that investigator Police looked over thousands of missing persons cases and a list of approved vehicles driven through the area. No matches were found Um, at the scene. The sand and beach blanket didn't look disturbed, indicating maybe the body was moved to the place she was found. So like she wasn't killed where she was found. She Mm -hmm. was killed elsewhere and moved to the place she was found. Possibly. That makes sense. I mean, if like the only things like the only things that they found around the crime scene were those the the tire tracks and then those you said two sets of footprints right Mm -hmm. so i mean that makes sense that she wasn't like because you would be able to tell if there was a struggle in the sand right (laughs) so that makes sense yeah the first facial reconstruction of the woman was created with clay in 1979 her remains were exhumed in 1980 for examination no clues were uncovered her body was exhumed Again, in March 2004, DNA. Yikes. Can we leave this girl alone? I mean, like, yeah, I want to get her case solved, but damn. May of 2010, her skull was placed through a CT scanner. In 1987, a Canadian woman told her friend she saw her father strangle a woman in Massachusetts around 1972. Police did try to locate the woman, but was unsuccessful. And another woman told uh, police the reconstruction of the victim looked like her sister who had disappeared in Boston in 1974. Okay, well, that one, that second one makes more sense than the first one because 1972, and they said that she had died two weeks prior to being found. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. So. Investigators followed a lead involving missing criminal Rory Jean Kenningston, who would have been 25 at the time of the murder. She broke out of jail in 1973. Authorities saw a resemblance between Rory and the victim, but DNA from Rory's mother did not match the victim. Oh. So they're just, God, they're just hitting dead end after dead end. Fuck! Mm Mm-hmm. But just this year, in 2022, skeletal remains were sent to Othram from these. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Good. Good job. (laughs) Thanks. A DNA profile was generated that was used to identify distant relatives and was able to finally identify the victim. Hell yeah. October 31st, 2022, the FBI field office in Boston announced that the victim had been identified as Ruth Marie Terry. Wow, happy Halloween. Spooks, spooks. That's so cool. (laughs) Ruth Marie Terry. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was a woman from Tennessee with ties to Michigan, Massachusetts, and California. Damn. No details on any potential suspects were disclosed, nor as to why Terry was in Massachusetts at the time of her murder. Aww. The FBI disclosed that her identity was determined using investigative genealogy, the same method that has identified other unidentified homicide cases and over 150 criminals. One being the Golden State Killer. Hell yeah. Do you remember when that that broke in 2018? Mm -hmm. I remember. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy, like, in our short years, how much we have lived and witnessed already. I know. Think about, like, Ancestry.com and, like, 23andMe. You submit Mm -hmm. your, your DNA to that shit to find out your, like, ancestry or whatever. And, like, 
all of a sudden they're finding killers that are related to you. Can you yeah. imagine? That's wild. Oh, Erica's got her thinking face on. Are you thinking about who in your family could potentially be a murderer? Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> the case is being currently investigated as a homicide. Massachusetts State Police. November 2nd, 2022, the Massachusetts State Police announced that they are seeking information on Terry's deceased husband, Guy Rockwell Muldivin. Uh-oh. Uh, he what was, a name. Right? <laughs> he was born October 27th, 1923, and he passed away March 14th of 2022. Oh, fuck. They just missed him. Mm-hmm. <gasps> shit. What kind sucks. of shit? So they think he did it? Guy and Terry married in February of 1974. Yikes. Both of them went by several different names. Why? Uh, Guy also went by Raul Guy Moldovan, Raul Guy Rockwell, or Guy Moldovan Rockwell. He's just like, he yeah. li- he's like, man, I just like the name Raul. I just kind of want to throw it into my, my other 14 names. Mm. Fuck. But Terry also changed her name a lot. So she would also go by Terry Marie Vizina. But Terry was spelled T-E-R-I. And originally her name was is T-E-R-R-Y. Right. And then, or she would go by Terry M. Vizina. Or Terry with the I, Shannon. Why? Guy was a suspect of murdering his second wife. <gasps> Stop it. And he her- fucking did it. And her daughter, Dolores, in Seattle, Washington. Stop it. This guy. Guy. Ah! Ah! I did it. Fucking guy. Guy did it. Fucking guy. This fucking guy. (laughs) Stop. There are so many puns. I can't handle it. (laughs) According to a story in 1961 by Erie Time News, he fled Seattle but was arrested by the FBI and charged with unlawful flight to avoid giving testimony and to their deaths. Uh, in 1961. He was arrested in 1961. Oh, because of the, okay. Because the marriage, because that wife was before Terry. Right, 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 right. right. So Terry was his third wife. Guy also faced larceny charges for swindling his third wife's third. So Terry might have been his fourth wife. Is what I'm hearing. Oh, shit. His third wife's family out of 10 grand around this, <gasps> oh, around this time, his second wife went missing. Oh. So, wait. His second wife went missing and then he already got a third wife? <laughs> Sonny boy. What is this? What is this monogamy? Bull- wait, no. Bigamy bullshit. Sir, you can't be married to, ah. to two women at once. This is some H.H. H. Holmes shit. Like, stop it. Ah. He was convicted in 1961 in those charges and sentences to no more than 15 years. March of 1962, the judge suspended the sentence and told Guy to repay the money. Slap on the wrist. Here you go with your three wives. Bye. Yikes! $10,000 in 1970 what? 1962. Yikes! Is when that happened, yep. Time money converter, here we come. Calculate. You're gonna shit your pants. Mm-hmm. $98,679.47. Can you imagine being swindled out of $100,000? No. I can't even, like, imagine $100,000. Like, 
sir. Sir. Damn. That was a good one. I never knew that one. He was also the prime suspect for murdering 28-year-old Henry Bard and the disappearance of his 17-year-old girlfriend, Barbara. Bro! That occurred shortly after the 1974 incident of Ruth. Listen. Dun, dun, dun. Guy did it. Yeah, guy did it. He soups killed her. Mm. Like, case solved. Sorry, case closed. Like, case closed. boom. Guy did it. And he fucking went to his grave knowing that he got away with it. That, that little fucker. fucker. I hope guy. I hope this fucking yay. <laughs> I hope it was a slow, painful death. No shit. Fuck this guy. <laughs> ah! I'm sorry. I'm really done. <laughs> oh, it's fucking funny. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I'm dumb. Okay. That was a good one. I don't think I have ever heard, like, the details of that one, so thanks for telling me. You're welcome. You found one. Hell yeah! <laughs> Actually, I think you found two now because the Leonardo Chinchuli. Oh, yeah! Chinchuli Chin- soap lady! Yeah, soap, soap. Uh, yikes! That was kind of awkward. <laughs> that was another yikes one. <laughs> okay. Wow! Okay. I keep saying okay. Wow! Wow! Okay. All right. We'll see you guys in about 30 seconds. Bye. Goodbye forever. While the Lady of the Dunes has been identified, the murder of Ruth Marie Terry is still unsolved. The FBI and the Massachusetts State Police are still investigating this murder, so if you have any information, please contact the FBI's toll-free tip line at 1-800-CALL-FBI or the Massachusetts State Police at 1-800-527-8873. You can also submit a tip online at tips.fbi.gov. Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at mysteriousishpod at gmail.com or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe.